I turned and I was going to jump this epic moment. You know, it's like, you know, B3, and I was going to just explode. And it, and I, my foot got turned sideways on this carpet. Okay. And it like grabbed my sneaker. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all of a sudden, all my momentum went like this and it stopped, but my feet were locked. And I just tipped <laughs> just slowly. <laughs> And I hit the ground with enough momentum that I slid no. under the DJ riser. <laughs> You're listening to For the Record, conversations about music, mixing, and the creative industry. Today's guest is Tim Rosenhau. Tim has spent 17 years in the music industry and is the touring guitarist with Toby Mac. Good afternoon, Tim. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for coming on the show, but also just letting me come into your house and sitting down for this conversation. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, So being that we really haven't met until this moment, I'd love for you to take a moment and just kind of explain who you are and kind of what your gig is. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, my name is Tim Rosenap, and I live in Spring Hill, Tennessee, and I'm a father and a husband. Mm. I have a uh, 12-year-old boy and a 16-year-old daughter, Mm. so um, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, No, it's wonderful. Uh, and, And I'm a musician. I play guitar for Toby Mac. I've done that for 16 years, been in the industry for 17 um, and yeah, and uh, you should know I'm a diehard fly fisherman. That's a pretty well, important piece of my life. Okay, I've always <laughs> been curious about actual logistics of fly fishing. What? How does that work? How does that work? Well, we'll get it, to music stuff, but I just want to know. Well, you're going down a dangerous path, it's okay. my friend. We've got time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the logistics of fly fishing. Well, this is this is how I sum up fly fishing. If you already enjoy catching fish mm-hmm. and you're tired of catching too many, mm-hmm. start fly fishing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It'll help. It'll help. It'll help. Um, no, it's a it's it's a fantastic sport. I've been doing it 25 years now. Okay. Um, and it's it's definitely my passion. So, it rivals this sometimes. For right, sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Probably doesn't. You know, it's not as lucrative in a financial situation. You know, it's funny. No, I haven't found anyone to pay me to go fishing yet. Uh, I know that that there you know are people like that. I'm sure there's a market for that. There has to be. Yeah. You know. Um, I'd probably have to sell my soul at some level to do that. Yeah. Man, so you said that you've spent almost your entire time in the music industry touring with Toby Mac. Yeah. So it must be like a pretty fulfilling gig for you then. Yeah. It's, um, I didn't have to pay too many dues. I will admittedly say that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole jump in a van and tour and drive across the country thing and eat McDonald's every day, um, I did not have to do that. Huh. Uh, and so, you know, I'm very grateful. It's, um, it's a miracle that, uh, that I was able to fall into that gig. Um, mm-hmm. It's an amazing story. I don't know if you want to hear... Oh, 100%. Okay. (laughs) Because my next question was going to be, how did you get involved in the music industry? But then also, like, how did you get involved with Toby Mac? And maybe that's the same story. Yeah. Uh, But Well, uh, it all ties together. Perfect. Um, So let's go to the beginning. It's to the beginning. Um, 
All right. Well, I mean, I have to talk about her because she's a major part of my my life. But my my wife, Alyssa, mm-hmm. um, we started dating when I was fifteen, okay. and um, got married when we were twenty one, and um, shortly after that, um, I started working at a church. Okay. Um, directing music, worship leading, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my singers um, named Allie Rogers, Allie Dahlgren now, um, she, her family and I, we were very, very good friends. And, um, and she ended up winning a contest in, uh, in Atlanta called Atlanta Fest. She won okay. um, basically uh, a record deal mm-hmm. um, through Word Records at the okay. time. And... Um, I ended up following her down and playing for her for certain gigs, and she started introducing me to people, um, kind of key movers and shakers in the industry, which really, there's only a few. It's very small, yeah. <laughs> at least at the time, you know? It's, mm-hmm. You know, you meet so-and-so, and they're, all of a sudden you're like in an audition. And, yeah. Um, so that happened for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had a guy uh, speak over my life um, who was... I believe helping manage Allie at the time, or was on the team. Okay. Um, he said, "If you move to Nashville, um, God has some big things in store for you." So hmm. it was pretty cool to watch everything unfold. And yeah, um, while this was happening, was there like a big picture in your brain of like, I want to, if I could go anywhere, I want to go this way with my life. Like, I want to do this yeah. thing, or was it just seeing you know, what happens? I, I always wanted to. I battled because I wanted to be a rock star on one hand, mm-hmm. okay, admittedly so, um, but at the same time, I, I wanted to support an artist. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed supporting Allie when I played for her, or yeah. just being in the background, you know, playing bass and bar bands and things like that. You know, I, I really didn't enjoy that, so mm-hmm. I really felt ultimately what I wanted to do was support an artist, Yeah, be there. Um, I even went so far as to like, I remember having conversations of I really wanted to be an encourager for artists. Hmm. Um, and that was something that uh, was very important to me, that yeah. I wasn't just a, um, I guess, a leech who just showed up, you know, and at a gig. And mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be a part of something a lot bigger. Hmm. Like um, instead of you trying to get what you can from it, you wanted to contribute what you could. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, that was really important to me, and mm-hmm. and things bother me um, even to this day where I feel like there's um, some stepping on to mm. reach a higher level or jumping gig from gig, and mm-hmm. I guess there's nothing wrong with that if that's your gig, and you know if you're jumping through the things. But yeah, I wanted to be a part of something. I wanted to be a part of a family. Well, I think people can tell when you when they're being used. Yeah, you know when they're a means to an end. Yeah. Instead of if for the sake of relational building or how can I contribute to you? Like, I'm sure you ask anyone about the nature of relationships. It doesn't really work when it's like, how do I get mm-hmm. as like the primary, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Some, some great wisdom was shared with me. Um, I don't remember who, but they said, uh, not all relationships are for you. Mm. Um, and that's, that's an easy thing to forget. Mm-hmm. It's really easy. I'm teaching my kids that right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm still reteaching myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not all relationships are for you. So that's cool. Yeah. So at this point, you're with <clears throat> Alyssa, right? Yeah. Playing gigs Good down, uh, meeting some key players, you said. Yeah. So yeah. what was next? 
So uh, what's next? Um, I ended up doing a few gigs here and there, getting mm -hmm. some calls for some things. I played for a couple different bands, did some auditions. Mm -hmm. um, auditioned for um, a fairly major artist uh, that I didn't get the part. Two, two of the people, they were actually like judges. Like it was huh. almost like there huh. were three guys that I was auditioning in front of. Yeah. Um, and um, two of them chose me mm -hmm. and then one of them didn't. What is that? What does that scene look like? Like if you're trying to become a supporting <clears throat> artist in a, uh, or in a band, mm -hmm. You said it's like a judge kind of system. Yeah, I don't know if it's like that very often. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of different situations. So many things are just hearsay mm -hmm. and relational. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I've I've had, I guess, a couple guys fill in for me with Toby. Mm -hmm. I haven't missed many shows in 16 years, but the times that I have, mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's just. Hey, here's my fill-in. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no auditioning or anything like that. And, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's like that. It depends. Mm -hmm. um, okay. That's the way it was with Toby. I mean, it was an audition process, you know, yeah. when he was moving into that. Right. So, let's see, where was I? Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I interrupted you. There was, like, the judge no, system. Fine. There was, like, the three people you went Yeah, into. yeah. So, that, that scenario was really... That was a, a, a pretty intense mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Um, and... I think I did well because I, I managed to leave a good impression on a couple of the guys who are key players mm -hmm. to this day, like A&R people at labels and things, okay. things yeah. like that. Um, and so one of them actually um, recommended me for um, Toby okay. when he was auditioning. Mm -hmm. um, so there were several recommendations mm -hmm. um, where Toby heard about me before we actually did the audition. Mm -hmm. um, one of them was I was playing for Allie. Remember the girl that I moved to Nashville to kind of be a part of her right. music. Right, right, right. Um, we were playing in Slovakia, and there was a guy there who was playing drums in um, an old uh, punk band, Christian okay. punk band. Uh -huh. What and was the name of the band? Do you? Know? It was All Star United. Okay. And um, dang it, I don't know that one. Yeah, was, I said old. You know. You yeah. Know, um, and. Uh, Anyway, he was playing drums, and we kind of hit it off, and he was, you know, really cool. And he said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember you um, for a gig, maybe. You know, maybe something will open up." And I was mm -hmm. like, "Wow, that's great." Yeah. And um, I went home to my job at Radio Shack, mm -hmm. and um, you know, like six months goes by, and in in that six months, I end up playing for um, a mainstream band. That was kind of getting started. Okay. And it was a bizarre situation. I'll was say it? that. Okay? okay. It was not a very comfortable situation, but it mm. was, I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to work at Radio Shack for the rest of my life. Right. Um, which I wouldn't know because I don't think they exist anymore. But I'm Yeah. Sure. There, there would have been a, a deadline on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure Radio Shack exists anymore. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm playing for this band, right? We do yeah. a few rehearsals. Uh-huh. Um, the manager of that band calls me and uh, says, hey, you know, I'm really sorry, but the, the lead singer, I won't use any names, the lead singer wants to go back to his high school band. He just doesn't feel real comfortable with you guys. And huh. this was another major audition process. Like this was a Nashville audition to play for this, okay. this guy. Yeah. And 
uh, I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And so part of me was like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a part of me was like, I already quit my job. Like what, I don't right. know yeah. what I'm supposed to do now. And, and so I kid you not, the exact same day, the guy who I met in Slovakia, the mm-hmm. drummer, called me. And he said, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, well, not much. I got to be honest. <laughs> I, I just lost my gig. And he's like, well, um, this might brighten your day a little bit. But Toby Mac was just in my studio checking out an artist that we're producing. And um, I told him about you. And he happens to be replacing um, Barry Grawl, who went to Mercy Me. Okay. Um, longtime guitarist mm-hmm. with DC Talk and, you know, played with DC Talk and was okay. Toby's guy for a long time. And he was moving on. And um, so he's going to be holding auditions. And I told him about you. And I was like, what? You know, like that was, it was amazing. So um, I ended up talking to the manager and I was actually out of town during the audition. I was backpacking with my dad. Oh, nice. Um, and the manager was really, really, really cool about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you know, we'll, we'll get you in when you get back from the trip. Mm-hmm. So I get out of the boundary waters where we were canoeing and, and backpacking. And, and uh, I check my messages mm-hmm. on a pay phone. Nice. You know, yeah. you probably don't even know what that is. But I I, <laughs> Have I used one? <laughs> um, and I had no messages. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I missed it, you mm-hmm. know. And... Um, so some time goes by, he ends up calling me, I do the audition, um, things go well. I end up getting my job back from Radio Shack. Nice. Is, uh, you know, during this process. We all have the job that like we left <laughs> and came back to for a time. I mean, yeah, I did that. Oh, so I end up getting the job back and, um, and so I'm, I'm working there and then the manager calls me again and he says, uh, hey, we, we're still auditioning you, and we still have some guys flying in for the audition, um, but we feel like you did a good enough job. We'd actually like you to play the gig with us this weekend. Can you learn the whole set? And this was for Toby's? Yes, this, was, this is Toby. Wow. Like, and I'm like, sure, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I got a board tape. I learned the whole set. Yeah. Um, you know, just my fingers bled, like the whole mm-hmm. thing. You're just like mm-hmm. working your tail off. Right. Um, and it went good. They still audition these other guys. Uh, and I don't hear anything for a long time, like a mm. couple of weeks. I hear nothing. That's stressful. <laughs> oh, you, I mean, you're telling me, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I need to tell you, like, I grew up a huge Toby Mac fan. Yeah. Like DC Talk. I remember in youth group going mm-hmm. to DC Talk concerts, posters, signatures, like the mm-hmm. whole thing. I was a huge fan. Yeah. Um, Still am, you know, and so, <laughs> um, so there's like this surreal moment where you're like this, I didn't know it was my dream, but now that it's on the table, like I would give anything to make this happen. And yes. I feel like I did. And yeah. now it's out of my hands. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and I, I, uh, I get a call one day mm-hmm. and it was, um, kind of one of the booking people at management and he says, Hey, um, you know, is this Tim? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, hey, I just need to check your, your calendar for some upcoming Toby dates. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, you mean I got the gig? And it was dead silent on the other end. 
I mean, this is just a guy in the office calling people, and he's like, nobody told you? (laughs) (laughs) And I I immediately was like, I mean, just, it was, I mean, it was tears on your knees, you know, with my wife, just praying and thanking God for this incredible thing, and that was it, man. So Wow. (laughs) Dude. So at what point in, like, Toby's discography was that? Oh. um, Thereabouts. After Momentum. Okay. And right before Diversity record, I okay. believe. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was back in Iowa before I moved down listening to Momentum. Yeah. Going, this is epic. Right. What in the world? Right. This is, this is like so fresh for me. Um, I loved it, man. Yeah. Dude, that is cool. So in that process like what happened after that like moving forward was it just like nonstop gigging how did that how did that look um i mean not nonstop. i mean we've rarely done over 100 shows a year okay that's kind of been what we've been booked for and um you know i've we've done overseas stuff i've i've never been gone for more than three weeks okay um which is great mm-hmm. you know we're all family men and mm-hmm. i've got close buddies who are family men they're gone for months at a time you know a couple yeah. months and that That's is tough. um yeah that doesn't i i don't think i could do that mm-hmm. I, i'm not wired up for that yeah um i always say that my family we are wired up to do what i do mm-hmm. we do really well yeah. um when i travel Maybe they're just really glad to get rid of me for a while, but um, I absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know that you is know? it is totally true. Right, it's totally true. Yeah, you know I've been married to Alyssa for twenty two years now. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> you can fix that. <laughs> we'll fix it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm pretty sure it's twenty two, and and I mean we're just doing really well. Mm-hmm. God has a real grace on our marriage. And I'm crazy about her, and I think she puts up with me really well. Mm. And um, I think that touring has been a really good thing for us. Mm-hmm. It really has, you know. And um, I mean, to go even a little bit deeper with that, um, I was talking to Kurt outside about this, but he. Oh yeah! Shout out, Kurt is hey. in the house. Hey. Hey, All hey, right, is your mic working? He's just he's oh, just chilling. Good to be here. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we were talking about. Um, Oh man, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, we were talking about. Oh, sorry. We're gonna go a little bit deeper about family. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kurt. Shout out to Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> hey. um, <laughs> and and I I really truly believe that because of the people I get to tour with, mm-hmm. um, I come home a better man. Mm. I'm not sure everyone can say that about the gigs that they're on. Yeah. Um, but I am challenged. I'm sharpened by the people I travel with. Mm. Um, and Alyssa can see that. She can see that. And That's cool. I can honestly say that um, my best friends in the whole world are people I get to tour with. Mm, that's cool. Um, it is. It's tour and, or I'm sorry, it's really cool. And I'm, and I'm, I, I'm I'd like to think it's kind of rare and yeah. special. You know? I mean, I've, I've never been a touring musician, but you know, I've, all the stories I've heard about is, you know, being on tour is challenging and it's hard and it's, you know, it's hard to uh, work that with a family, especially. And, and yeah. so for you to be in the spot of not just I'm making it work, but like this is healthy yeah. and it has actually helped me a lot. That seems like a really cool opportunity yeah. and uh, like a real blessing. That's cool. It is. It's very life giving. 
yeah. challenging, um, and we get along great. Yeah. So. So in the process of touring and being just in the music industry as you've been, what has been some of the things that have been the most challenging about that? Um, be it like work, home, life balance, or just yeah. just anything in the process. Um, probably one of the more challenging things. There's been a lot of challenges, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of them initially that that hits my mind is when I came into the gig. Mm -hmm. um, I was pretty proud of that. I was, mm -hmm. um, I would say, internally. Yeah. Um, I had maybe some unhealthy confidence. Sure. Um, I mean, not everyone can say, you know, right. I mean, not everyone can say like, you know, you know, I got, I'm now the touring guitarist for my childhood favorite musician. You know right. what I mean? Like that's a, that's yeah. a fun. Um, so, you know, uh, that changed, um, when I realized, and this, this might sound a little strange, but I realized, uh, that I wasn't the guitarist that I thought I was. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't start playing until I was 18. Oh, I didn't yeah. pick up a guitar until I was 18. Um, and then I never really like worked at improving and, and mm -hmm. I wasn't around a lot of musicians, you know, like if you grew up in Nashville, mm -hmm. you're going to be awesome if you just rub shoulders with people that make you better. Yeah. You know, and I think that's true about everything in life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to be a better basketball player, you got to play with people that are older and better and, right. you know, and you want to be a better husband, you hang out with people that are better husbands. And, right. um, so I didn't have that. And mm -hmm. when I discovered that, um, I kind of went into this dark place of um, feeling insufficient, even mm -hmm. so far as to think that maybe it was a mistake that I was in the band. And yeah. this was very self-centered, self-loathing, admittedly sure. so, you know. Sure, like, but um, it's, val it's valid feelings. Yeah, you know? yeah. All of a sudden I feel like I'm on the couch with my counselor. This is really interesting. Hey, you know? your feelings are valid. <laughs> Should I put my feet <laughs> <feelings>? up? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that was, I don't know how long that lasted, but um, there was a few situations where um, I think I probably jumped into some things a little too early. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there was also some assumption, well, he's playing for Toby Mac. He must be, you know, mm -hmm. uh, an A-list player or something, right. you know. Um, I was good at learning what I needed to learn mm -hmm. and playing what I needed to play for Toby. Mm -hmm. But that extra little, you know, piece of your playing that you get really only from experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I really believe that it's from experience and rubbing shoulders with other people. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, and there's, I, th I think there's an edge that you get when you're sitting in a live tracking session mm -hmm. and you got to hit it, you got to play it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I do went you, through that phase. Sorry. Do you think that was more self-imposed or like you, you sense that from other people? as well. I'm sure it was mostly self-imposed. Okay. Um, there were some situations that I got into in a studio mm -hmm. where I was not ready. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Okay. You know, I've heard some musicians like say, um, I actually, I just got off the road with a drummer that was playing for someone else. His dad, um, was a major session guy player mm -hmm. in town and he wouldn't let him do a session until he was a certain age. Mm. He was probably ready 
Yeah. But he wouldn't let him. He wanted to make sure that, um, you know, he was really ready. Because, you know, you don't want to burn bridges. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I probably got in a couple situations where they were like, yeah, he's a nice guy, but we'll probably call the, someone else next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's not something I hold on to now. Sure. Um, it's all but, part of your origin story. You yeah, I mean? it is. It's part of it. And honestly, if I can help somebody else, you know, like I'm getting, you know, I've been in this a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 44 years old now. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the next generation of musicians coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at them and I'm going, how can I help them? Mm-hmm. What would I have wanted someone to say to me? Mm-hmm. You know, I would have wanted someone to say to me, you're not ready. Mm. <laughs> I would have really wanted that at this point. Yeah. At the time it would have sucked, but. You know. Right, 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 right. So, in that in that same vein, if there were people that were coming to you or listening to you or listening to this, listening to you, yeah, saying like, "What's a piece of advice before I just, you know, sell everything I have and move to Nashville to become a big famous musician?" Uh-huh. You know, what would you, what would wow. you encourage you them go. to do? Um, man, I would encourage them. Number one, um, if they are a believer. Mm-hmm. to lay it down. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also a major part of my story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Nashville working at Radio Shack. Nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I know things happened fast for me, but I was impatient, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I literally, I heard a sermon or something at some point. Um, I literally put my guitars in their cases and I had like a couple, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but I put all my gear away and I got on the floor, man. And I asked God to just take it, you know, just take it. I was holding on to everything too close and I was trying too hard and I was pounding on doors and nothing was opening or so I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it was, it was shortly after that, that I ended up getting a call from him my buddy who I met in Slovakia, you know, mm. I mean, it was pretty miraculous the way mm-hmm. it took that step, you yeah. know? Um, and I think God at that point said, all right, I got mm-hmm. this. Yeah. You know, as long as I'm holding it like this, mm-hmm. you know, I was like this for a long time. Right. Um, There's a, a quote from uh, my pastor. He said, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but he said, God wants to bless us to the fullest capacity our humility can handle, I think is what he said. Mm, yeah. Um, but, and, I, and I've seen time and again in a lot of situations when someone is actually like, I want to do, the, I, want, I want all this, but like, I'm just going to go into it with open hands and say like, God, what do you want? It's usually the posture with which things actually move forward because you're not basing that, your success in who you are and, Absolutely. and all those things. Yeah, yeah, the sermon that, that I drew from to take that action was um, my pastor and, and boss back in Iowa at the church that I worked with. He, he would talk about painting this picture, you know, mm. very visual, painting this picture of your biggest dreams, hmm. you know. And for me, I'm like Nashville musician. I, I, you know, I didn't really know, you know, rock star, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And paint it, you know, and he said, paint it on this huge canvas in your mind, use bright colors and just make it very vivid and everything. And then take that picture and lay it at the foot of the cross and uh, step away, walk away. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was what I was doing when Mm -hmm. I closed up my guitars. And, you know, to this day, I believe that God honored it like crazy. Yeah. I mean, look, 
look at what I get to do. Right. <laughs> I got an amazing, amazing life. Yeah, you know? man. So then on, on, a, on a lighter note, yeah. I'm sure that's also brought about your time working with Toby some, some funny stories as well yeah. or just ridiculous situation stories um, where you're like, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. throw some of those out. Um, well, let's see. So there's been a couple of nice falls for me on stage. Oh, yeah? Um, Any like guitar strap like fails? No. You know, no. I've never had a guitar strap fail. Okay. Um, every time I've had it, it's been like perfect timing where I'm also holding it. Oh yeah. And it just goes down. Right. And you're just like, no one yeah. saw that. Um, I've seen a few great ones. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had that. Okay. Uh, one really, um, epic fall for me was we were in Florida. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And for some reason, you know, we were on in-ears. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but, but for some reason, there was this huge, this behemoth monitor wedge in front of my pedal board. Okay. And um, it was there for me, but we were on inner. So I, I, right. I, but I, and I wasn't used to it, is my point. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times um, when I would do guitar switches, I'd step over my pedal board. Um, okay. So, <laughs> and this wedge, it was the biggest wedge I've ever seen. It was like a main. I don't know what it was doing <laughs> down on the floor. Like and so I, you know, uh, we were really crunched for time. Yeah. And so, um, I'll never forget Dave, um, our music director calls out, you know, Hey, we're going to do the slam mm -hmm. and, uh, one of Toby's songs. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And that one and, goes hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I had to do a guitar change and I was like, and I looked up at him and I was like, all right, let's do the slam. And I stepped over my board and that wedge was there. And I, I was, I had a Les Paul. And I landed on the Les Paul, and the strings went right here. The body of the guitar went on me, and I landed face first. And I remember the sound of the headstock going, and it sounded like a broken bone. It was crazy. And it just went, and it just snapped the, snapped the head. And just I, the, the strings cut into my elbow. Oh. And it hurt so bad. And, um, and I, I thought, I mean, it was... It hurt bad enough that I thought like I was like nauseous or something, mm -hmm. but then also I was really embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So you don't right, know, yeah. you know, am I going to throw it because I'm embarrassed? Because I mean, how oh. big was the crowd on average? If well, you remember? Um, like it was sound check. It was sound oh, check. Oh, praise the Lord. So, yeah, At exactly. least it wasn't yeah, like, yeah. you know. No, it wasn't. It <laughs> oh, that would have been, that would have been so, <laughs> that would have been really funny. This is um, still funny, but. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I ended up borrowing another band's guitar that, they tune everything down okay. so he had like bass strings on his guitar <laughs> so, <laughs> so when i tuned it up the action was like this and so it was really painful to play but yeah um but i got it fixed it's still it's my baby over there it's the, the 60s reissue hey. um and uh they did such a good job you know and people are like once you get a les paul fixed after it broken it plays better than ever and <laughs> i love it i played it in church on sunday it's, oh, yeah? it's a killer killer guitar right. um so that was, that was an epic fall for me. You know, usually, yeah. usually they're falls. Here's what people think. They think I'm clumsy, mm -hmm. but I'm not. I'm a little bit athletic. Yeah. The problem is when you tie your hands to something, you lose a form of balance. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happens when you're playing the guitar and jumping around. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very active on stage, and yeah. I used to be way more active mm -hmm. um, when I was younger. Uh, but... <laughs> I, uh, uh, so, so, you know, there's nothing to, to catch or fall. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one more good fall if you want to hear it. I'd love to. Okay. Yeah, please. Same guitar. Okay. Oh, that guitar's just been through stuff. Oh, it's been through it. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I was, we were, you know, doing a show and there was this, uh, they were carpeted risers, mm-hmm. okay, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. But there was carpet, you know, it was like a church show or something, something, and and I was up on the drums, mm-hmm. and I got up on the drum riser, I'm rocking out, you know, and I'm getting ready to jump off mm-hmm. at this big moment. And I had Van sneakers on. Okay. And I remember turning. Okay, so so I have to paint the picture a little bit. So yep, in yep, the yep. center was the, the drum riser. Okay. And then maybe, you know, seven feet to the right, stage right, was the DJ riser. Okay. Okay. And he was maybe two feet off the ground, and mm-hmm. then the drum riser was maybe three to four feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's yeah. pretty high, but maybe three, four. And I turned, and I was gonna jump this epic moment. You know, it's like B three, and I was yeah. gonna just explode. And it, and I, my foot got turned sideways on this carpet. Okay. And it like grabbed my sneaker, mm-hmm. and and. And all of a sudden, all my momentum went like this, and it stopped. But my feet were locked, and I just tipped <laughs> just slowly, and I hit the ground with enough momentum that I slid no. under the DJ riser. <laughs> <laughs> and so my feet, my legs were out. Okay, so this is bad. Like I'm under a two foot riser. You can't just get up on your. Was hands this sound check as well? No, this is a great show. And and my feet were just imagine all you saw on stage were like my feet under this right in my guitars under there, and could you slash did you just keep playing? Because at that point you're well, just like. Well, here's what happened. Or pull it, your feet in and just like disappear. The jack snapped off oh. of my guitar when I fell, so there was no playing, right. obviously. And so uh, so I had to worm my way out <laughs> from under this thing because you can't like you is can't this get sound up. check or live this is this live, is live. <laughs> this is live um and so uh clint my guitar tech just wonderfully you know resoldered things and put it back together and i mean it was that was that was one of the better falls i wish i had that one on yeah. Tape, when those that what did they try to address it or did everyone just pretend it didn't happen? I mean, we used to be we were we were a borderline circus on stage. I mean, yeah. just high energy. No one noticed. I'm okay. sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm there's so sure. much happening. Part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Madge our DJ was like, "What in the world? What's he doing? What's Tim doing?" <laughs> Drop his pick or something. <laughs> You're uh, like, "Oh man, I can't. This is my pick." Yeah. Um, but that was that was a good one too. Oh, so, so the title of the podcast is for the record, right? Kind of trying to do a play on words, talking mostly. I mean, about the music industry, but a lot of it being about the studio stuff. Mm-hmm. So, how much time have you spent in the studio? I know you've done a lot of stuff in touring, and you've yeah. mentioned some studio stuff. Have you been the primary guitarist in Toby's studio sessions too? No, I haven't. Really, um, I've gotten to play on a lot of things. Yeah, um, and I've even been able to write some music for him yeah um, which is great um but the way that records are made nowadays Mm -hmm. it's some records i'll Mm -hmm. say um it's uh a lot of times the producer is the guitarist and the drummer and Mm -hmm. the keyboard player you know like um Mm -hmm. they play everything and um 
So, so sometimes it, that happens. Sorry, so it's, you know, sorry. It's less like here's a band. I mean, maybe in a full on band situation, it's different, but it's less like let's write parts as a band and then come in and record it. It's more like here's an idea and pr the producer's like, let's do this line, let's do this part. Right. And then you get, this is what your part is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of times it's like that. Um, Toby's really, really great about, um, I mean, at this point, I think I have about as much freedom as I would want. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll tell me if he doesn't like something, that's fine. Yeah. Um, as far as the live show goes. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd say the last few songs I played on for him mm -hmm. uh, have been right here. He hmm. flies me a track and said, hey, can you play this? He's, he's super cool about wanting me to be a part of the records. But yeah. also the way records are made, like I was saying, you know, mm -hmm. like he works with a lot of different producers mm -hmm. and it's just go time when yeah. he goes in. And so I think sometimes he finishes a record and says, I didn't have Tim play on anything and they'll call me and like, Hey, can you play on this really quick? And, <laughs> just for the, sure, the man. principle of the thing. Yeah. The principle and just love. I yeah. mean, he just, he loves me and yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's so, so cool. Um, and so I really, really love, um, being able to contribute to the tape side of Toby. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to play, uh, recently on promised land. Okay. And Promised Land is, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but it's going to be a new single. Um, I don't know if I have yet. Maybe I have. It's one of my favorites that he's done. Um, and when I heard it initially, I was like, I want to, I got to get on this one. Mm -hmm. I love that. And sure enough, he had me play on it. And so I got nice. to do some really cool kind of, um, kind of edgy stuff on the end. And, um, and it was great, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, but it meant a lot. You know, I love being able to hear a song and um, be able to play on the ones that I really love. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so that was that was special. And uh, uh, Cheryl Crow sang on that song, too. Oh, really? This is really cool. Um, maybe I'm not supposed to say that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when is the single going to be released? Well, the single doesn't have her on it, as at least the, the first one that was released, mm. but... She's on it for something else. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're going to do a mainstream release. I don't know. Because, I mean, if you're listening to this right now, we're shooting this in, what, October? But yeah. The plan isn't to release these until, like, December at the soonest. So, so, you think you got you some time. If you guys hear Cheryl singing on one of Toby's songs, <laughs> leave it in. If yeah. you hear, if not, we'll cut it. <laughs> right. There's just a bleep through. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. You can just bleep out the word. Cheryl Crow, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, that was another bleep. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Intentionally omitted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, randomly safe. censored. Yeah, your secret's safe with us and our like 20 listener base, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, you've got a small like studio set yeah. up here. Um, and if you're mostly a touring musician, my guess is this is more for dabbling in personal things and some other side stuff yeah correct me if i'm wrong what what is your your side operation here going it on? is um you know i i do a lot of tracks okay um in i would say most of the things i do here is country mm -hmm. um so i have a good friend um that is a country writer okay and so a lot of times they'll like look for tracks mm -hmm. you know and so I kind of have this really cool outlet 
mm-hmm. um, where he's like, hey, I need like a mid-tempo kind of Tom Petty vibe type thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, cool, you know, I'll, I'll kick something out there. Yeah. So I do that. And then also I'll, I'll demo out country songs for him. Okay. Um, and uh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to get to do that. But I really, um, I love being able to create just to create. Like if I'm inspired mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. like a, you know, rock song, I'll, I'll do that. Or maybe mm-hmm. something a little more dancey, I'll do that. And, yeah. Um, with, the, with the hopes that maybe I can get, I was just talking to Kurt about this too, is um, put a, a, a reel together to maybe get involved with some sync or some... Um, you know, film and television type situation. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe someday. Yeah. You know? It's fun to, and I think it's important, especially in the music industry, to like do things that are also for just for yourself and not for a specific end. Like mm-hmm. trying to mix the creative process in with the like the monetary reality that I need to pay the bills and I need to make a living, like yeah. can be really tricky. And so yeah. I think it's really important to keep it like a personal passion too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the older I get, the more I see that is really important. The mm-hmm. creative side, it needs to breathe mm-hmm. um, in me. Yeah. And uh, it's been a bit stifled lately, you mm-hmm. know. I think maybe I hit a point of um, like approval got really important to me and maybe I got scared to create because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all coming out slowly. And again, I'm sitting here with my counselor. So Dude, I, um, I love having conversations <laughs> that are like a little bit more than just like on the surface. You know well, what I mean? Oh, I'll go deep. Hey, Careful. it's like we've known each other for more than two hours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but I think it's, I think it's really important to not stifle that. And I'm discovering that importance mm-hmm. um, really as of late. Yeah. Um, so I'll just get in and do some work. And um, there's a really cool pool of musicians just right in almost in my neighborhood that mm-hmm. are good friends. And I feel like um, I actually picked a couple of them up from the airport last night and we got to talking and I was like, man, what if we did like a music mafia kind of thing where we just started kicking around song ideas and started building a library and mm. and they loved it. Um now we just need to carry through, you know, because we, right. you know, everybody's got a home set up, you right. know. Um, and so, so I think that will really help the creative process. Yeah, um, that's cool. And like, it's, it's that creating for the sake of creating with people that are doing the same thing. That's key for me because um, we were talking about this earlier is like the introvert in me mm-hmm. just kind of wants to hold everything really close. Yeah. And maybe there's some underlying insecurities in there where mm-hmm. as long as I'm the only one listening no one's right. gonna tell me it sucks yeah <laughs> and so I mean music the creative process in general but music is really vulnerable yeah you know especially when you're trying to write something and do something original I think I think Jesse in our last episode I think we were talking about this the idea of doing something original means that no one's done it before which means that it it's a really vulnerable position to be in um, you know, the greatest ideas, if they're just in your head, can sound like really dumb ideas. Or there could be a fear about that. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's also part of the beauty of the music process. Absolutely. And how yeah. it's more than just a collection of notes. There's a, a culture that's important to keep it healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, nicely put. Thank you. 
Yeah, you're pretty smart for a young buck. Ah. I'll tell you. <laughs> I just, thank you. I've received that. I appreciate that. Um, you know, what can I say? Shout out to my mom. <laughs> hey, we need to give shout outs to our mom. Yeah. yeah. My mama taught me well. Yeah. yeah, well, we're running short on time. Okay. But thank you so much, first of all, for yeah. everything. Um, I guess last question is is looking forward. Like, what are, you, what are your dreams? Everyone can dream, no matter where you're at in the process. Yeah. And yeah. what like what kind of things would you like to do in this next season? Um, outside of music, I just I just want to raise my kids well, mm. and I want to have a I want to have great relationships with my family. Mm-hmm. That's really important to me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, with, within music, um, I would love to have a, uh, I guess, a repertoire mm-hmm. of a lot of finished music that I feel like I accomplished something. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to say when I was younger, if I don't make a rock record by the time I'm 40, I'm going to quit or something, you know, some, <laughs> yeah. something that young yeah. people say. And yeah. like, you know, obviously that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of songs um, and I think it's just a matter of capturing them mm-hmm. and making them right. And maybe it was a timing thing. Maybe I wasn't ready, you know, yeah. uh, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love, um, I don't have a timeline, but I would love to have that. To be yeah. able to just start creating to create and finish things. And with the way software is now, and I've dabbled in mixing, and I've you know produced quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. you know, I have everything at my fingertips. Yeah. It's not like I'm you know, from a small town. Well, I am from a small town, but it's not like I'm stuck in a small town where mm-hmm. you have to rent studio time from yeah. Joe around the corner. And like, mm-hmm. it's not like that. Everything's at my fingertips. So yeah. I feel like God has given me... Um, the talent and the resources to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess just doing something is my goal. Mm-hmm. Something. Well, it sounds like that <laughs> idea you have set up of a community even nearby of, of friends that you trust that are going after the same thing yeah. is a really, that's a really healthy spot to start that. So I think so. So yeah. if I can encourage you to like, just, just step forward into that. Yeah, trust them because they're probably in the same place that you are if that insecurity of music being vulnerable. Yeah. But that's where some really special things can come is well-placed trust. That's good. You know, that's great. I feel like we should hug. I I would love to. Well, it's, yeah. We'll, we'll wait. We'll do it later. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, off camera. Anyway. Right. <laughs> hey, I got, a, I got a quick question. Yeah, go for Just it. For for these guys that have been on the road and been on stage, you know, famous stages or you know, around the country. Yeah. Around the world. Any, what, what's a top pinch me moment? Like, man, I can't believe I got to do this or play for this person or meet this person or whatever. That's great. That's a great, great question. Shout um, out Kurt Heineke. Great, great question. <laughs> um, you know, I, this is, this is funny. So like I said, I just said I'm from a, a small town mm-hmm. in Iowa called Monticello. Okay. Um, at least into high school. Mm-hmm. through high school. I lived in Monticello, Iowa. And Monticello, Iowa has a great Jones County Fair. Mm-hmm. And I used to play the free stage in a little rock band that I had in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, got booked to play on the main stage. Okay. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's a big stage. You know, they, they brought 
a lot of huge artists in, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, Keith Urban, Chris Stapleton, you know, a lot of, a lot of cool things. So they wanted to do a, uh, family faith night or something on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, so the first artist that they booked for that was Toby Mac huh. and it was 100% a pinch me moment because yeah. it was my childhood, you yeah. know, and, you know, playing the free stage when I was younger, mm -hmm. my girlfriend would come watch, who's now my wife, you know, mm -hmm. and her family would come watch. And, yeah. and there was so much love from this small community mm -hmm. in Monticello. Um, they, they put signs on the trees as the bus was coming in that said, welcome home, Tim, and we love <laughs> you, Tim. <laughs> That's um, so cool. You know, they did all that. And then my mother-in-law um, uh, had a, uh, a, well, she and a lot of other people in the community had a uh, potluck mm -hmm. at the farmhouse where <laughs> my wife grew up. Yeah. And so the, the whole band got to go out and see the farm. And um, and then on stage that night uh, was just really, really special. Yeah. Um, Toby gave me a little extra love and hmm. I got to do a nice big guitar feature and yeah. ended up on my back and you know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was really, really, really cool. Nice um, but not under the DJ riser. Right. Nope. Right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not, not, not under the not, DJ. Not, uh, accidentally. It was right. out of sheerly out of passion. Right. <laughs> oh man. Good question. Oh man. Well, final thanks for letting us, um, invade your house and and talk with you absolutely this has been a pleasure yeah, yeah very cool and we'll talk to you some get sometime soon probably yeah i and hope so yeah. let's do it again sometime yeah and we'll see you guys next episode bye